This is a message from the past. In the recent past, in the last minute, I listened to a episode on the process philosophy of Alfred North Whitehead on library, and um, he said he likes to listen. It's interesting to listen to people from the past who wrote letters or to each other and so forth. But then I also realized that it has been proven that whenever you have a thought and anything that you see is already in the past. So even if it appears to be now, it could be up to 300 milliseconds behind that we create a matrix, a, sim a, simul a simulacra. We are the matrix in our head. Now, I had, an, I had a thought, actually, and it was a very simple thought that if the brain is dealing with abstractions, it can't directly see the world. It can only indirectly see things. And in the end, I had this idea that we had a set of types and everything was just a pointer to the type, like a number of the type, a number of a set, like an element of a set, the set of types. And that could be held in the brain, and it's basically different categories that the brain creates. Like, what bucket do you stick things in? Now, of course, the brain is a living thing, and this category system is a living process. It's not necessarily a mathematical one. But I think you could create a set of mathematical rules and write them down and create something that could be automated in that finding of a category, like a set of rules to categorize things. I need to uh, create a tool that will launch a job in Atlantis and then launch another job and then another job. I guess even run tests. I could launch one job and then I could launch a second job to check on that first job. And then that second job would then report to me what it found in chat. And if everything was okay, it would just launch the next job. Or I could have Atlantis uh, target multiple environments. I wonder if it does the ordering properly. Wow, I'm getting lost in my thoughts. So we have a process that will take something and classify it. And this could be a living process with living cells. Now Whitehead said, there's certain things we can only measure indirectly, and there's certain things that we can experience directly. So we have direct knowledge of a cause and its existence, but we have only indirect measurements of it. Like a cause, I guess, is just a trigger. Like something actually triggered something. So, we can think about what's going on around us. We can think about the past. We can reflect on our past and try and learn from it. I can even try and remember what the hell I'm talking about and like maintain an idea. I guess I'm just stream of consciousing, stream of randoming. It appears that we have five dedicated listeners to this podcast. It's like every time 
every time I post an episode, it basically is getting listened to by five people. And, you know, this has gone up and down, but I, I guess I could actually make a nice episode that was worth listening to. I mean, I had that idea. Now, I've been thinking about this um, experiment. So basically, the experiment runs like this. I want to find a way to extract the DNA from mycorrhizal fungus. And I was thinking that if I were to blow air on the spores on the ground, and if I would shake up the dirt a little bit, or even just blow a fan over it, over the plants, I, I guess the plants could also release pollen. So I'd have to find a way to separate the plant the plant DNA um, or spores, the plant pollen or whatever from the spores. So I think the first thing I wanted to do was maybe I could take a soil sample. Maybe I should just take a soil sample and then um, powder it and then um, powder it and then run it through some kind of centrifuge. But I was just thinking if I were to let it if I were to just let it drift, like, let the powder drop and then have some kind of breeze, that it would get the spores going. I mean, are there spores in the ground, in the mitochondria? I mean, in the uh, mycorrhizal networks? I guess I need to read more and, and, and read the science. But I'm thinking that I can set up my own DNA testing uh, system that we could build a DNA sequencer that would do this process for us. So I want to build like a, a scientific experiment to extract the DNA from the fungus. That's my uh, thought now. And then I want to grow um, multiple types of plants in the same exact uh, mycorrhizal fungus base. So we start with one base fungus from the woods and we cultivate it with rice and then we inoculate a bunch of dirt and feed it sugar or whatever and then I would plant in there. So first we want to get that mycorrhizal network running on its own I guess with sugar water and ideally I could simulate the plant by um, feeding the fungus and I guess if I had a tube of some kind, some kind of nanotube, the fungus would tap into it, we could create actually a fungal interface and just talk to it. Like we could intercept that, that, that we could create tiny tubes made out of nanotubes, I guess. Or I could take a plant and just give the plant an injection. So instead of, uh, interfacing to the plant, uh, fungus, I would interface to the plant, I would give the plant stuff, and then that would feed the fungus, and then I would interact, I would measure what I get out from the uh, fungus. We would uh, tap into the plant near the roots. Anyway, I'm just having fun with this idea of a scientific experiment. And then, basically, well, the idea was that we would take different plants, and then um, each type of plant be grown with the same mycorrhizal network and then I would isolate only the, the fungal spores from that dirt. I guess I could just inoculate it the same way with rice. 
So I would inoculate the rice, a bag of rice, underneath the plant, and then I would measure the DNA of the fungus. So now I figured out how to separate them. And I could measure the DNA that's in the rice. And basically, all I want to do is see if there's a different DNA spectral pattern. I guess I could just do a spectral analysis of this. What if I just burned it, shone a light on it, heated it up, and saw what gases it would emit? And basically, I just want to see if there's a difference between the fungal, the DNA of the fungus that was grown with different plants. I want to see if we can quickly test the theory that the actual fungus is learning from the plants and taking its DNA as a sample. Because I thought that that, that would mean that it would take samples of the plants that it's connected with, and if I culture different types of plants um, with the same fungus, that it would each one would be slightly different in terms of its DNA. And if I propagated them through rice, propagate them through rice, then whatever DNA changes would go into the rice because if it actually contained the DNA, would it, that repl it would then replicate the DNA because it has multiple nucleases, they would replicate. So it's a fascinating idea. I mean, it would, that would mean that the, D that the fungus would replicate also these copies. And that has amazing implications, really. And maybe... Um, there's fungus in our bodies that contain DNA of other things that we deal with. And maybe that's part of the Timothy Leary saying, like you said, that we can gain consciousness of our DNA. Maybe we gain consciousness of our DNA by talking to the fungus and achieving the symbiotic, intergalactic, hyperdimensional mind. And that would actually make perfect logical sense. Because if you can connect with the fungus and it's part of your mind, part of your body, and you achieve a hive mind or a symbiotic mind, um, then you're connecting to a more longer living, more eternal, uh, call it subconscious. I mean, maybe that is the collective unconsciousness of the world. Like, is the collective unconsciousness of the world uh, the fungal network? And Maybe that lives in our body. I think that's where we need to go to the next level, where that the fungus lives in our body, it lives in our gut, it's influencing our mind, we're interacting with it in many ways. It's a fight for control. It's a fight between the short-lived humans and the eternal fungus. And, sure, bacteria as well. And then... You know, you could say, what is the creative force? What is That's what the guy's argument for God was, is the creator, the creative force, the first mover. So, that sounds, I like the way this sounds, and I like uh, looking at the waveform of me speaking. It's pretty neat. I'm feeling quite good about myself right now. Alright, I'm just going to send this out and see what you guys think. Okay, bye.